Hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to a new episode of Hashtag Millennials. And I'm Daryl. And I am Arize. How was your day, Arize? Mm, okay, I guess. Kind of a little bit. It's with a stank face, all right? It was exhausting. Like, it's supposed to be Friday, but it's just like, fry my Yo, life. first of all, it is 61 degrees. That's true. It was right? beautiful weather. I'm going to give it that. Like, this is the first time spring actually felt like spring for me. All right? Like, I've been in school where, oh, it's spring break. Oh, just kidding. We have five inches of snow coming your way. And how was your day? How was work? Oh, yes. That's something I want to talk about. So I just started a new job, a little info on me. And I'm not going to tell you where it is because, you know, I don't want you guys stalking me, my two followers. But anyway, I'm going to be honest. It was a bit tough. And sometimes I have a lot of feels when I start something new or go somewhere new. I just feel like, you know, I may not be like, sometimes I just feel negative doubts about myself, such as, oh, did they hire the right person? Am I the right person for this job? And then I realized this is something that a lot of people feel. Yeah, you know, you go in and the work is very difficult. Your coworkers seem way more qualified than you. You start to compare yourself to everyone around you and it just goes downhill from there. God damn, Marisa, stop reading my diary. I'm sorry. God. sorry. We're all the same people, kind of, a little yeah. bit. But that is the center of this podcast. We're going to talk about imposter syndrome. Why do we feel like this? And how can we combat it, you know? Yeah. Because we want you guys to be your best selves. That's why we exist for you. And I think we went up to like 10 listeners. 11. 11. Okay. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, auntie. Okay, I guess like the first start of this is like, what causes imposter syndrome? Like, where are cases where imposter syndrome happens? And, you know, me, I like to do a little Google. Some causes are like going to a new environment, academic settings, starting a new job for me, social interaction with your friends, and relationship. What do you think about that, Rize? What do I think about relationships? Well, I really don't have much in that yeah, department. Yeah, <laughs> neither do I. So strike that one out. But I do like the one that you said about academics because I came to America for university and not all classes, you know, where I felt like I didn't know what I'm doing or it's too difficult, but definitely some technology courses, you meet some people who are like, Gods. Nerds. Yeah, they're like nerd gods. Nerd. They're gods, pretty much. They know all the video games and they know all the programs and they know how to hack into networks and they're like 18. And it's and it's just how they grew up. They already have all these gadgets and gizmos surrounding them. So then I come up and I was I didn't even have my personal computer when I was in the Caribbean, you know, just family desktop. So it's like you feel that the rift, like Will I be able to do the same thing they're doing? But you you get there, you know, in your own pace, in your own way. But I definitely under, understand why anybody would go through that in university. You know, it's like you meet all these different people from all over the world for the first time. And it can be a lot. Yeah, and I totally feel that sentiment. One, okay, we come from a programming background. And that already tells you that there's going to be a shit ton of people who are way better at you at this. Some people that I know have been coding since in the womb. How the fuck did that happen? It just does. And their first word was Python. 
<laughs> integers, floats, <laughs> booleans, all that nonsense. Don't do equal equal for strings. Yo, I feel like we just alienated all these like listeners. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Sorry, we're techies. Sorry. We go on time. Yeah, sorry. Sometimes. We're we're like nerds, but like we're not like the nerd gods. No, right? no. We're like cool nerds. We're cool moms. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that B girls reference right now. <gasps> Oh my god! You know, you're. I'm flashing back to like times where you're just like, "Hey, are you a cool Asian? Or are you? <laughs> are you one of those regular Asians?" I'm just like, I am my own Asian. <laughs> but that's definitely one school. But another one that you touched on was work, and you talked about your experience at your job. Definitely, with what I experienced at work is when I officially joined a team. After doing sort of like a rotationary program within my firm. We were both in that rotational program. Let's not forget, I just ended up leaving the company. Were you, were you, I don't know, you're not that memorable. I'm sorry. All right, you bitch. But you know what? Now that you mention it, you were there, weren't you? You're right. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't doing my job. <laughs> what, like, what am I but, doing? I mean, my that's job? just to say, you know, in the rotational program, you're meeting, you know, people our age, because that's what it was. It was for people right after college. And that was fine. But once I officially joined a team, then it was like a real game. And one of like my the technology senior in my team has like 20 years experience coding. And he's from Russia. So, you know, like he was one of those people that were coding in the womb. Yo, he probably <laughs> like knows how to hack in the NSA. Like that's that's what he does in his spare time. Very much. They probably had to send him like cake to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you please stop hacking us? It's not fun anymore. First of all, all you hackers out there, all right, do you have a magical gift that you could go into and like break systems? Can you like just wipe out our loans? That like, is, that is what, what everyone has been asking them to do for years. Like, I don't Mr. know what Robot the hold up that is. shit right now. Come on, like we need that shit gone. <laughs> I'm going to ask my manager to do that the moment I get into work on Monday. But working under him, he's very intelligent, very gifted. And there's other people in my team and they're, and they're from different backgrounds. A couple of them are Indian. And they're just What does all, that even mean for like a, ra- a random listener? They're Indian. No, I'm saying they're like from everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're just such a... And they're all gifted. So then I come into the team and I'm seeing all these people from different backgrounds. and. I'm not there yet. I'm not bawling out. I'm not, you know, getting these assignments and finishing it as quickly as them. It's take it's taking me four days to do something that they, you know, look at and they get it done within the day. Within and an you, hour. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's just interesting. You know, it's like why you start to ask questions like, why can't I do that? And why it's interesting that they're from different backgrounds is because you can't say, oh, they're from Russia, so they were born hackers, or they were from this or that, because they're from everywhere. So you start to, but what I'm also forgetting is that these people have been in the industry for a decade, four years, and you just pressure yourself too much. And rather than competing with them, you should embrace their differences and learn from them. I mean, I, I totally agree. And I think the most perfect part that you just mentioned is that these people have had the experience to be that level. We are technically like the underdogs. We are new to the team. And so we don't really know anything. So we need to like leverage those skills, learn from them so that we could be at that level. Yeah. And also get to know these people more than, you know, just a work level. I feel one of the easiest ways to tackle imposter syndrome in the workplace is to get out of the workplace. You know, when they're having their, we sometimes go to the bar after work for happy hour, you know, Push yourself to go. It's very easy to kind of distance yourself. You don't feel like because you don't know them. But the 
joke is, you will never know them until you make that effort to go. And that really eases things, that eases tension. And as you become more familiar with them, they become more familiar with you and it becomes easier to work with them and grow with them. Yeah, I mean, I think that one aspect of that is just that you see them as like these amazing people who don't make any mistakes. They're human. You know, the more you humanize them, the more that you realize that they're just, they were they were you once. The more you realize that, then like the less you become worried about your own skill and you just want to, you just want to do your job well and you want to do it good. But you have to like work with your team. <laughs> Actually, I do know that they make mistakes because one of them said that they don't do cake or cookies or any sugars anymore. And that was definitely a life mistake. So I'm sorry. What, 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 what is that? What was what? Well, cake, sugars, they don't do. They're done. They said that they don't eat that anymore and they're like 40 and they're over it. I don't know. I don't think I ever want to reach that stage in my life so you have to filter out you don't want to get everything from them you gotta filter (laughs) yeah that's disgusting like i don't trust a person who doesn't eat cake anymore like what what happened like did someone hurt you should report him to hr like unless you have like diabetes like and even then even then like (laughs) you just gotta gotta risk it sometimes oh my gosh i need my cupcake fix oh my god another i mean simple thing when you think about imposter syndrome is coming to a new country or a new city new york city where everyone comes to like how do you adapt in the city that never sleeps yeah and like my parents when they came in here they were just like from a small town of like the philippines never saw a single white person (laughs) and so they're just like you know these white people are never going to look at me as the same as them and a little bit like just like with the climate nowadays yeah. but you know my mom worked her ass off she showed her skills and then she became like a really great working citizen of today's society you know that motivated her and but at the same time like i get where she's coming from you know like you come in you're new barely speak the language and you just it's like there are so many times when it's against you but uh but the cool thing about her or like my dad also is that you could either, you know, rise above that shit or just keep that internally and like amount to nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's like you feel sad and you feel pressure because of how different you are, but your differences and what makes you unique and special is what will bring people towards you. You know, your work ethic your talents that is what's going to combat the imposter syndrome it's such an interesting paradox yeah it's actually called the imposter cycle that's the crazy thing people are just so intertwined with like the negative aspect that they forget all the positiveness that has happened in their life and you know they keep they keep regressing essentially and you know like our parents when they like my parents at least when they came here they don't have that luxury they have a family to feed they have to like keep getting up there you, I mean, you're pretty much are a modern version of like what my parents are going through. You come to this country, you want something better for yourself. You do you ever feel like you're going through because mm. you grew up in Jamaica or Antigua? Did you? Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. That is the most popular Caribbean thing. Oh, you're from the Caribbean. <laughs> so you're from Jamaica, right? <laughs> they are at least. 
over 15, 20 islands. In the I'm Caribbean. sorry. But it, it happens. It happens. My geography is American. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> so stupid. It is true. I remember one time I asked somebody, where's Puerto Rico on the map? They're like, why would I know where Puerto Rico is? I'm like, I don't know, maybe because it's a U.S. territory. I mean, I don't actually, know if I'm asking not. for too much. So, what? It's not U.S. Oh, actually, it is. Oh, my see, gosh. There it is. See, Prime history, example. History, American. <laughs> but I am, I, to answer your question, I think I had a little easier because I came here and my a lot of my family lives here. So I assimilated with them and then I started university straight off the bat. So, you know, it's much easier to make friends in university. I wouldn't say I had too many difficulties. As, also, because it's New York City, I was even able to make other Caribbean friends. Maybe not people who were like born and raised in the Caribbean, but I actually have a friend that I met on the boat cruise um, when Pace University has their freshman year. They do, well, I don't want to say boat cruise. That sounds, that sounds like a Cancun party. Was that free? I mean, for the students, yeah. What the fuck? No, 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 it's not as fancy as it sounds. It's mm. like they just get this boat and it goes around the Hudson for like 30 minutes and everybody jumps in there. I'm pretty sure it was just to make us feel good. We never got anything like that again for the next four years. <laughs> I mean, the Hudson is just full dead body, so is it exactly. really a cruise? I like... mean, they were practically poisoning us. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that. I'm just saying, I met a friend who had um, Guyanese parents mm-hmm. and she came to me and we were able to understand and she was able to understand when I was speaking. I mean, we call it dialect in Antigua, but in up here, people call it um, Caribbean Patois. She's able to understand it. And not everyone can understand That sounds pretty me. cool. But when it also sounds like a curse word. You, you're a Patois. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's 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 And that's another fun thing. Like Maybe that's where imposter syndrome comes in. Actually, I would say that is one of the experiences I had with it where I would be casually going off about some topic. I'm arguing with someone or you know, playfully cursing someone out. And then it will slip in. I will say something that's, you know, dialect. And they would, like, you can see their face change. They're like, what? What just happened? I'm so confused. One time my friend was like, did you just say demon language? And it feels, it does feel a little alien. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as to say, you know, I feel lesser than or anything, but it is just an accumulation of these things that make you distance from the group. But I think maybe that is one of the things. Try to find other people that can, you know, understand you. That gets you. you. Yeah. I get you. I feel like there are, I mean, in any place like New York City, there, there are. And a practical way to do this is like meetup.com. It's like this website where you have all these different groups and they're categorized. You know, you have your techies, you have your cultural ones, you have the whole array. So go on there, get an account, and just randomly show up. People, they have these things because they're very inviting. They're there to help you. So anywhere you go, if it's Nashville or San Francisco, meetup.com. Yeah. Be with like-minded people. I mean, that was an experience. I also just realized another experience for me where I had to deal with imposter syndrome or maybe was a, one of the start is like when my parents compared me to like my older sibling who's like arguably more successful than me. But you know what? Fuck her. Not an argument. I think it's very true. Yeah. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> Are you like the hot mess in your family? Because I, I, it seems like you are. Um. Well, leave that for maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, or is the sad part? You're, you're the success. I want to know what your other siblings are. Oh, I don't oh, know. God, such I a mean, mess. they're nice people. I'm, I'm sure they'll do great things. Yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> can sure. we invite your sister to the podcast? I'd love to meet the success of the. Nah, I'm good. Anyway, <laughs> so like, I always mm. think of it as a thing where like your parents are kind of like you know. I, when they do like family uh friend functions 
they're always like saying about like how their kid is like successful doing this, my kid is doing that. And like you overhear that and you're just like, oh, we're like commodities, you know, we're kind of like we need to like one up at all everyone. We need to be better than them. And sometimes like that pressure, you just you don't you can't handle it. Right. And you just feel like you question yourself, like, why am I not as good as that? Like family's kid. He got into Harvard. Why can't I get into Harvard? Or I, I can't because I'm stupid. Like, <laughs> like I, I've already accepted that. Or, um, oh, he's like traveling abroad. Like, why can I not do that? Or some shit like that. You know, right? Yes, I do believe that the whole family dynamic does play a part. And parents, if you're listening, you need to check that. Like, yeah, stop it, fucking us up. <laughs> exactly. like, like the emotional trauma does not disappear because we're too broke for therapy. Well, yeah. actually... No, there's some affordable therapy out there. We do talk about that in a podcast. Oh, do we? (laughs) Which episode? Which episode? But generally, you know, it is something to be mindful of. In my family, definitely plays a part. I have four siblings and there is some... I mean, I would say for me, it's nothing serious. Um, Competition. Competition. Because I don't make it serious. You also have to, yourself, look at the situation and realize we're all very different people. Like, there is no one, none of my siblings are in the same career path. So even if I'm making more money than my sister or my brother is has way more friends or, you know, all the different variations you can do, it it's not, again, kind of with the whole thing I said with my managers and my boss, it's not the differences that harm us the differences is what makes us interesting you know so if i have a specific problem and it's my math problem like my brother he studied engineering i go to him and if i have i know my my other brother he did like machines and like fixing machines i have fixing machines problem i'm gonna go to him i'm not gonna be angry that i'm incompetent and i can't fix the machine i'm going to be happy that he can so i don't have to hire somebody to do it and pay a lot of money because that's new york city yeah that's a good (laughs) idea you know and i actually have some facts for you like some statistics yo google search bitch google search give us the lowdown but there was a recent like informal um study from cnet where they took like about a hundred thousand like tech employees from top companies right uh, Amazon, Facebook, Google, all that shit we're like we'll never work out because we're not good at it. But these are like the top of the top of engineers. 58% of those people feel like they are just not good at their job or they don't they don't suffer from imposter syndrome essentially. 58%. Can you believe that? I can. It's really not that difficult to believe, especially in those sort of jobs where you are competing with the world, you know? you're not just dealing with a bunch of Americans applying for these positions. It's the people in China, the people in India, India, the people everywhere. And and the interview process is so grueling that the people that end up coming out on top are geniuses. So even if you yourself are a genius, you're still matched against other geniuses. It's sounds like a pressure pot cooker. Even another one, like a, a study from the International Journal of Behavioral science in 2011 they they took like a similar approach but this time was like a random sort of people i think maybe up to like hundreds of thousands okay uh they said like 70 percent of like their sample size felt have at least experienced once in their lifetime of imposter syndrome so that's a high amount you know random people feeling that they're not good enough or they just will not be like as good as like their peers and that's crazy right 
It is wild and it plays into the part that people think at a certain point in time, he should be at a certain place. And that is something I feel as if we have been trying to break away with this podcast. We've been telling people as we touch on different topics that you need to always focus on you. You need to always be present. Yeah, zoomed in on what are my goals? What do I want to do? Because if, if I... I'm out there and my brother is a successful doctor and my sister is the most amazing lawyer on Wall Street. But I decide that I want to do teaching in Cambodia. Mom, dad, auntie Jacqueline, I'm doing teaching in Cambodia. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to be sad. Why did you have a white family? (laughs) (laughs) But I say, I'm not going to feel, and no one should feel that way. I mean, always have a plan. Always be smart. You know, save when you're making these decisions. But do it. Do it. Enjoy it. Because the pros or the cons, the benefits or the disadvantages, they're yours and there's yours to go through. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could sum it up as just find personal fulfillment versus what you should do with other people's personal fulfillment of you is. You know what I mean? So how do you think you combat imposter syndrome? Oh, okay. So one one thing that, that could help that might seem pretty like counterintuitive of what like how you're feeling with imposter syndrome be a mentor or have a mentee or be a mentee or and you have a mentor so the way i describe it is like you're pretty much like learning from someone that you look up to or you respect and that you want to be somewhere at that level you look look to them and to they've like, already been through what you've been through yeah and it kind of humanizes them and you realize you know like this person was me and they just had more experience something that i'm getting currently you know and also, you being a mentor to someone, you end up realizing, oh, shit, I actually know more than I thought I did. And you become like that point of like reference for someone. You become their model or you're showing to them like, oh, I was you and it took me some work, but you could get to my level. You know, you don't realize like you're actually knowledgeable until you like show it to other people or you show it to someone. So what you're essentially saying is if I got Beyonce as a mentor, Impossible. I could one day be Beyonce. No. Not at all. We're not, not even suggesting it. Listen. You didn't even entertain the thought for like two seconds. First of all, I just saw her video of like fucking rule the world with that shoulder pop. Mm. I was like, you can't even fucking do that. <laughs> you can't even do like the first five seconds where she's just, Ugh. if there was a video of me, like just saw that. I want people to see that I almost had a seizure trying to do her little shoulder thing. I think one of the most iconic performances in the world is Coach her Coachella performance. And I wasn't there. I didn't see it. So you didn't I see the, but there's a videos. There's videos all over. There's like so many other videos I need to watch. I love, all right. I just, it was phenomenal and this has nothing to do with the topic today, but it's Beyonce. So she always has to do with the topic. You think yeah. Beyonce had imposter syndrome? Yeah, she probably did. Yeah. But you know what? Like that, but then she's attained that such like high ass level True. that people just see her as a god. 
you know also i want to admit like i was watching a video of, like <laughs> i lie i watched the video of like beyonce like with her and jay-z in paris mm. where they're doing the on the run tour right and i just feel like this bitch does so much more than jay-z like he's just like yeah it's your boy and then she's like dancing like in circles around him like you know like do like a hundred like mini like step coordinate coordinated steps while he's just like yeah yeah it's your boy yeah there you go <laughs> that's basically jay-z Beyonce's relationship but right. okay i guess yeah, we've back, established back that to the syndrome. <laughs> that you know you won't get to every mentor's level because we can't all be Beyonce. But there's definitely a hordes that you can... And I, I like that you said being a mentor because that is a huge way to become a master in any craft or any field. Mm. I mean, I think it was Albert Einstein who said that you don't really know... Any, and I'm paraphrasing because I'm probably messing up the real code. But you don't really know everything unless you can explain it to a five-year-old child. Or something like that. Like that's what damn. He's, he's it, so fucking smart. Like I know, and it makes perfect sense because you enter a field and you feel overwhelmed by how much you don't know. But then when you find somebody who knows even just a little less than you, and then you explain it, and you find out they understand the concept, it can. It also, as you're talking about it, you feel you get a more stronger, cemented understanding of the concept, and you might want to research and get a little more to better explain it. So teachers will always be like real experts on any matter, not just because they studied it at one point, but because they're constantly teaching and regurgitating it, it's stuck. You're like, oh shit, I know shit. <laughs> so that's what you guys got to do. You got to find somebody who knows a little less than you. I mean, Daryl, good luck with that. But, and, mm -hmm. and train I'm them. fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> train them and grow from there. Uh, but also another thing that could help you is just like redefining like your motivation, you know, or like reframing redefining like, or like read redefining or reframing negativity, you know, like why, what, what am I working towards to, or, or if you're deficient in something, what can I do to make myself better so that I can be a competent worker or I could be a common person in my job, you know, like ask questions, don't just be stuck in the negative moment and like just cycle down to like depression. Yeah, it's kind of like remember why you're here. So you likely enter these imposter situations for a goal. Like for me, you know, I go to this workplace and I these people are all very foreign to me, but I'm there for a reason. I want to grow as a developer. I want to build a long-standing application. And you don't want to get caught up in the negative thoughts. You want to remember why you're there. Or if you go to university and you're trying to make friends and you find like it's difficult because you're very different, you're an outsider, remember why you're there. Hopefully not, you know, strictly just to go to class and get A's. That's important everything. Did you but say AIDS? A A's. Okay. The grade. Also, like, take it easy. <laughs> like we, we, we I will get sponsored by Trojan one day. Oh my gosh. But, um... You don't want to just focus on that. You want to, if you're a psychologist, join the psychology club. Or if you're an econ student, do some research. And what's interesting is as you're doing these passions, you naturally engage with like-minded people. So it's when you focus just on the bad, you kind of miss out on all the good that could be happening. So just re remember your purpose. Remember what landed you in this situation where you feel like an imposter. Focus on that and good things will come. 
Man, that we should just end there. That that <laughs> shit was beautiful. I mean, yes, I only heard like the last three words, but you know, gotta give it up. Thank Beyonce. You. You know, sometimes I drop a little thing, but I think the hashtag of today should be get a mentor, but you won't be Beyonce. Or hashtag Russian or hackers. But they'll hack us. True. So Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys, you know, go to our Twitter, hashtag millennials, and tell us what the situations you face where you've had imposter syndrome. How did you guys overcome it? And give us some practical solutions like getting a mentor, going on meetup.com or your own websites. There is a website called friends.com or you can basically buy a friend. I honestly feel like that's going to go <laughs> down so wrong. Friends will uh, lead to like, I don't know, some type of porno oh and you're just like gosh, arrested no. by the FBI. I mean, that's okay. Maybe you don't want to do that because, you know, if you buy friendships, it's kind of, you know, it might actually make you or more sad and depressed. Or you out, you know? Oh like, my gosh. It is not do. that type of website. I, I haven't used it, but it didn't <laughs> advertise that way. You don't even know <laughs> if it's like real? No, I'm it's on there. You. But uh, you know what? We're just trying to say how you guys manage, how you guys do it. Please let us know. So, you know, not everyone can benefit from this. You know, this, is, this is an open discussion. Yeah, and the more you talk about how you feel, the better you feel. manage manage it, you know? You realize other people are going through the same thing. Same shit. We're all one big family here at Hashtag Millennials. Nah, son, you is trash. <laughs> That's our love language. Bye. Bye. Good night. <laughs>